As promised, I wanted to check in with the Greens mental health spokesperson and a great member of our Legislative Council, Alison Zamon. Alison, I know you've been flat out busy. Thanks for sparing some time to talk to us. How are you doing? Oh, look, I'm doing okay, um, to be honest. I know that we're supposed to say, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing really well. But to be honest, it's been a real struggle. It's a struggle um, personally, but also because we're we're working really, really hard and um, hearing some terrible things um, coming through from the community and the level of distress is enormous. So it's um, it's a hard time right it, now. Is the honest it is. Answer. And there's a lot of people looking to you and others for some urgently needed help. I was absolutely devastated yesterday when I saw this woman and a boy aged about eight wandering the streets with a suitcase. Uh, that's not good enough, not mm. in Perth. But um, the Greens are saying no. no one left behind. But at the moment, we have some very, very um, vulnerable people who are being left behind from what I'm hearing and you're hearing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the reality is that the pain within our community is extraordinary at the moment. We've seen a lot of people who, who a couple of weeks ago thought that their lives were fairly stable, stable housing, relatively stable employment, who um, have suddenly found themselves just facing devastation and that's bad enough and it's terrible uh, in addition to that we're seeing that people who have already been living um, if you like within very vulnerable circumstances uh, become even more vulnerable as a result of what's happening and uh, that's certainly been a particular area of focus uh, that I've been paying attention to not least of which because a number of the people that I ordinarily am advocating for, people who, whose lives are often in the margins, are also some of the people who are at risk of dying as a result of COVID-19. And that has, for me, uh, felt like a particular reason to ensure that we are um, making sure that uh, these vulnerable populations within our community are going to be okay. Indeed, and um, I know there's a, a lot of weight for those trying to uh, meet the unmet demand. Um, I've been really encouraged by the response on Twitter and Instagram to uh, growing calls for refuge to be made available. We've seen a surge of up to 30 mm. or 40 percent in domestic violence victims of all mm. genders and ages. Um, we, can, mm. uh, we can quickly set up hotels to house people quarantined off cruise ships why can't we do that to save mm. lives? Um, it's just unbelievable that the priorities seem to be very superficial in some cases. Um, is there any chance if we make enough noise that we're going to get some beds and some safety and some sanctuary for people whose lives are at risk? Well, I mean, I think that the reality is this has all come so quickly that um, people, it's true to say that people have been scrambling to try to come up with urgent solutions for very, very serious problems. I think that we've had um, some progress, particularly at the state level in the last week, um, coming from the Department of Communities that's actually now we're trying to work with a number of particular NGO peaks around areas of key service delivery um, for some of these vulnerable populations to try to address what is effectively um, a crisis on a number of fronts. Uh, for example, it's interesting you mentioned the issue of family and domestic violence because what the global experience has been around the pandemic is that 
uh, rates of family domestic violence have increased and there is a number of reasons for that obviously people are in close proximity um, to to each other in incredibly stressed environments and it means that ordinary avenues for people who are subject to family and domestic violence to potentially leave or to uh, protect themselves are severely limited in addition to the fact that uh, there are just the sort of that people are under now, losing jobs, those sorts of things are contributing quite significantly to uh, how people are not responding to this well and, and as a result uh, increased increased rates of, of violence. So I have noticed that uh, Department of Communities is one of the things that doing is now has now set up a particular um, an incident management team to try to come up with with um, some solutions. I've started to see information starting to come out specifically to be able to assist people who are in those situations and also who in those situations who might be isolated or subject to quarantine. Um, but there's there's no question at all that we that this is one of the one of the many areas of urgency that we need to see urgent monies put in as well as coordinated activity uh, as well as awareness raising. I am taking some comfort um, from the increase in the number of um, uh, men who are seeking help from the the men's helpline. Um, I congratulate those men who are calling when they're in crisis. I think it shows um, a real courage and a real willingness to try to get on top of their distress. Indeed. So and, uh, we I need was... to also make sure that those services are handled well. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I was talking last weekend about uh, we need to focus, sure, on providing refuge for those um, in danger, but... Uh, it is very clear that there are a lot of uh, men and some women and uh, also across the gender spectrum who are being freaked out and stressed out and who are taking it out on the people around them. As you say, the men's helpline mm. um, is an absolute vital thing. And hey, guys who are listening out there, yes. if you're freaking out, if you're worried about your everything, uh, reach out. Um, rather than lash out, reach out. We're here for you and we can help you navigate it through. People like me with lived experience with uh, anxiety, panic and depression, we can help you through. And I think if we attack this from both ends, providing refuge and providing support for men who are freaking out under um, circumstances that would freak a saint out, uh, reach out guys, don't lash out. And um, mm. I've also been really mm. encouraged too by uh, initiatives in suicide prevention and these sorts of things. Where we spoke with Catherine Hero, a peer support coordinator and suicide prevention uh, activist, and the response they have now a group mm. with nearly 50,000 people offering peer support. So, people out there, if you're hurting, don't lash out, reach out. People with lived experience are there. And I'm encouraged too, Alison, amidst all of this and the weight of the need that the community response has been mm. amazing. And I know you and the Greens have got mm. really deep roots in the community of community gardens, community support, workshops. And this is what's making a very real difference, not just in a practical way, but in a sense of offering people hope. And as the shock wears off, Alison, mm. I am seeing that people are starting to respond like the wonderful humans I know they are. That, that this is true. Um, at the same time, it also has to be acknowledged that at the moment we are in deep crisis and people are handling it as best they can considering 
that um, people are going through terrible things, that just the sheer upheaval and, and uncertainty, even those people who haven't lost their jobs, who haven't been subject to the sort of vulnerabilities that other communities are, it, this is disruptive in, and devastating for everybody. Um, but it, I'm also conscious that of the long-term mental health implications of, of um, these sorts of events, I'm aware that we're trying to deal with the crisis right now. We're trying to make sure that particularly people who already had ongoing mental health issues are, ensure, are getting the, the security and, and the services that they need, bearing in mind that now more than ever, we have to try to ensure that people with serious mental illness are kept away from their, our hospitals and are able to get uh, the services and the support that they need within the community safely. Uh, it's never been more critical. And, and and I think that we have to steel ourselves for the fact that for a lot of people long term, uh, there is likely to be mental health issues which emerge, which we see every time there is a large scale crisis. So this is something where everyone's going to have to be aware of for a very long time and, and very um, careful about monitoring for yourself and for the people that you love. Um, and And it means that we're really going to have to be conscious of it. Absolutely, and particularly those who are on the front line and people like you, Alison, and I know the people in the Liberal Party, the ALP and Independents are bearing so much of the calls for help and the urgent need out there. Um, I just hope that you're looking after yourself because I know you and a lot of the crew up there trying to look after us pay a big price for keeping your ears, your phone lines and your doors open to offer help. Just know that there's a bunch of us out here very grateful for you all working together to get us through this. And if there's anything we can do going forward to help, uh, don't hesitate to hit us up. The overnighters here at 6PR are a great community. And uh, I really get a sense that we're starting to overcome the shock and we're starting to move more effectively to preserve and, and improve life. Mm. Well, we certainly need to be in on this together. I, I think it's really a very rare person who's not being impacted by what's going on in some way and we've, we've got to be in this together um, for the next few months. There's still a lot of areas that I'm concerned about that I don't feel that we're getting sufficient movement on and it is my job um, to work with government where I can but to also speak up when I feel that, that things are not happening that absolutely need to happen. It is true that MPs are working really hard, hard, hard right now. Look, we work long hours anyway, but I'm probably doing about um, at least easily back to doing my 80, normal 80-hour 80 week at the moment. And I'm doing this while I've got two teenage boys who are doing um, now at home, doing their schooling at home, and a and a husband who's also having to work from home. And we're still, but I'm still going back and forth into the parliament, obviously, and. It's it's an incredibly busy time and hard and hard because everyone is hurting and and we are hearing the stories as well as the absolute desperation from our incredibly um, hardworking um, clinical health professionals who are on the front line who are really really worried and and absolutely dreading what's coming and just want to be prepared and not feeling like they are ready and not feeling like they're prepared. One of the things I really feel like I have to say, um, and I think I'd be remiss if I didn't, is that I am getting the calls loud and clear from 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 health professionals in particular that they want to see an immediate shutdown. They want to see a shutdown similar to what we've ha what's happening in New Zealand. 
they want to have it with some certainty. They want to make sure that they are on top of things. And I was very concerned that we're looking at a death, of, death by a thousand cuts and they want to be able to um, see if they can just nip this in the bud once and for all in the way that New Zealand is trying to do right now. Uh, I'm therefore calling on the state government to give serious consideration to this and to look at a shutdown. Uh, not because it's just my idea, but because this is what's coming from people on the front line. And we know that um, businesses are, are closing. We know that livelihoods are being lost. And I think the one thing that everyone desperately wants is to see this dealt with decisively to try to minimise um, certainly the um, the long-term economic um, impacts, but also to make sure that we can save as many lives as possible. Well, there are many people listening who are joining your call for uh, things to be locked down like New Zealand. In the meantime, Alison, people can make their own decisions and take charge of their own security by locking themselves down, by washing their hands, by avoiding okay. contact unless it's absolutely necessary. We're not helpless and hopeless in this. We have individual power. And uh, um, I understand that people are slowly realising that and we are pushing back. But knowing that you and the rest of the people up in Parliament are doing so much, I'm very grateful for you being up there. Um, please pass on my best to hubby and the kids. Thank you so much for your work, Alison, and we'll check in again ahead of next weekend. Yeah, thanks, Tony. That would be great.